This is The Natural Laboratory, a podcast exploring science for Bay Area National Parks. I'm Cassandra Brooks. Today, in a special two-part episode, we explore how climate change is impacting the California coast, including the Point Reyes National Seashore. As one of America's greatest coastlines, Point Reyes National Seashore, which is part of the National Park Service, encompasses 71,000 acres, including 80 miles of unspoiled and undeveloped coast. This seashore, just one hour north of San Francisco, is home to more than 1,000 species, including 28 threatened and endangered species. Millions of visitors come here every year to see the elephant seal breeding colonies or the historic Point Reyes Lighthouse. But climate change has come to the California coast, potentially threatening many species that make their home here. Dr. Frank Schwing, an oceanographer with the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, also known as NOAA, has been studying the California current, trying to discern how climate change is impacting the current and the ecosystem which depends on it. I drove down to the NOAA office in Pacific Grove, California, to meet with Dr. Schwing and find out more. The California current is the easternmost wing of a giant clockwise jar or circulation that that covers the North Pacific. So the water we get that enters into uh, the waters off of California and the West Coast really originate in the subarctic regions of the North Pacific. So as a result, these waters as they transport south are relatively cold, but they're also very rich in oxygen, nutrients, and a lot of other things that really make for productive ecosystems. So as they flow south, they combine with the wind patterns that we have, particularly in the spring and summer, that tend to drive surface waters offshore. This process is replaced by waters coming in from a depth, which we call upwelling. So it's bringing these deep waters up near the surface. Again, they're very productive waters, so it's the equivalent of spreading miracle grow all over the surface ocean, where it can encounter plants and the animals that grow there. And that's why the ecosystem is so productive off the west coast. It's difficult to know what effect climate change will have on the ecosystem off the California coast, Dr. Schwing says, but they're seeing changes in weather patterns, as well as in the behavior and distribution of marine organisms. To illustrate this point, he referred to a well-known study completed in the 1930s by scientists at Stanford University's Hopkins Marine Station. The researchers went out and sampled tide pools off of Pacific Grove to figure out what species lived there. As expected, they found a mix of cold and warm water species. Then 10 years ago, the scientists went back out and recreated the study to see how the species composition changed. This time, just 60 years after the first study, they found warm water species in much higher numbers, while the number of cold water species had dropped. It's clearly one nail in the idea that we're seeing a switch toward warmer water species in California current. And what does that mean for some of the bigger species, some of the fisheries, say, and some of the uh, marine mammals? It could be quite significant, particularly for species that aren't as mobile as others. Mm -hmm. So the ones that can swim, maybe they'll just start moving north. Species that are are less tolerant of warmer water, such as salmon, may be more seriously affected in in a negative way by climate change. But on the other hand, we may see more warm water species, things like albacore, some of the tunas, and other fish like that showing up in our waters here. Do your timescales go back far enough to discern whether these changes are actually human-induced or just part of natural cycles? The good observational record goes back about 50 or 60 years. And we do see some fairly robust trends in some of the records. Definitely we've seen conditions now are warmer than they were half a century ago. 
Another very important change comes back to upwelling. So overall, we're seeing more upwelling than we were 50 years ago. But a lot of it appears to be occurring later in the year. But if upwelling is increasing, is that overall a good thing for many species? Does it mean there's more nutrients in the water? Because it's occurring later in the growing season, again, it's the equivalent of you plant your garden, but you don't fertilize it for two months. It's not going to do very well. That's the problem a lot of these species have, and by the time the upline finally really kicks in, it's too late for them. Their eggs don't do well, or their offsprings starve. So we've seen some significant problems like that with a number of species. We've certainly seen changes in the upwelling currents in recent years off the northern California coast, thanks to the work of coastal oceanographers like Dr. Frank Schwing, who study this phenomenon and its effect on marine plants and animals. Managers and policymakers will be better equipped to deal with the effects of climate change in the future. Stay tuned for the second episode of the Natural Laboratory to find out more about how climate change is affecting the Point Reyes National Seashore, the potential for dead zones off California, and ocean acidification. I'm Cassandra Brooks.